Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and of the automotive and social media world. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass, and this week, in this very special episode, we are not only joined once again by Tony the Baller Gravelwood, but for the first time ever, a live audience. Say hello, people. That was less awkward than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much all for making some noise. Um, for those of you watching us on the YouTube channel, hello. Thank you very much. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes. Um, give this video a thumbs up so others can discover it. You join us at Porsche Centre Guildford on the day that Tony collects his brand new 911 GT3 RS. Yep. And he's actually excited this time. I am very excited. Yeah, because you're not often excited when you collect cars because <coughs> you're so rich, you don't care. I'm not rich anymore. No. <laughs> you, you were so rich. I was so rich. Um, for those of you listening on SoundCloud, on iTunes, on all these other platforms we keep promising we are eventually going to get on, uh, welcome. Make sure to keep following us for weekly episodes. You unfortunately aren't going to be able to see the awesome background that we have, which is a car undercover and a lot of very attractive people. Um, because this is our first time doing a podcast with a live audience, we are going to be trialing sort of audience interaction. That could go wrong because we don't know who any of these people are. Um, they could try and kill us. They could abuse us. But hopefully they're going to ask some intelligent questions at some point. Can't um, we get the women to the front? Get the women to the That's front. That's what Top Gear though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but we're, it's 2018. We're forward thinking. Oh. Men and women are equal. Oh. There we go. God, Tony. Um, already getting me sued. Thank you very much. Uh, so, yes, before we do that, we are going to just do a bit of a monologue just so we can have a bit of a chat because this does need to be still a regular podcast. Yeah, yeah. And I want to kick things off with you, Tony. That's Thank why you. we're here. Thank you. And I want to understand, and I think we all understand, how did you go from being a bus driver to collecting a brand new and potentially one of the first in the UK 911 991.2 GT3 RS? I stole a load of money. Yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Your dad's rich, isn't it? Your dad's rich. I can see it. Not like yours. No, sorry. <laughs> so, um, how did I start? It is a really long story. Okay, well, try and shorten it a bit okay, because fine. these tend to be about 35, 40 minutes. So, so around 2006. I was not born. Yes, <laughs> you was. Okay. I, I was fed up doing the normal day-to-day -day job. I always knew that I wanted to work for myself. 
Uh, I have a discipline issue. I can't be told what to do. Really? Yeah, no, no, I hate it. You're pretty it. good with these, though. If no. I'm like, Tony, sit down, you, you listen. Yeah, but that's because I've got a bit older. When I'm I was a good boss. Your age, your boss. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> when I was your age, it, I was like, terrible. I hate people telling me what to do. Oh, and wow. I still do now, in general. Did They're, you get fired from any jobs? M- most of them, mate. Which no. Is why, which is why I work for myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> no one else would wow. employ me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I didn't know you. Got, that's, that's cool. Yeah, okay. yeah. Honestly, so, so guys, if you get fired, don't worry. You will end up buying a GT3 RS. <laughs> that's a positive message for all you kids out there. Keep going. So I, re- I, I, I remember talking about getting fired. Yeah. I remember my old manager at the bus garage. There was um, there was like three or four hundred drivers, and they had a file room where you'd keep your files. files surprising, obviously. but yeah. And because I was in his office like so much, my file was under his desk. And he would literally come and say, right, what have you done today? <laughs> what have you done wrong now? Oh, here he is. Goes the mic. Again, if you're now. not watching on YouTube, um, Tony loves to knock things around. He bangs on the tables. He throws microphones all over the place. And it creates a disaster for me editing the audio. There's something Sorry. turning up outside. But yes, anyway, we'll continue. Like so nothing that, happened so, there. So, so anyway, I'd fed up with working for someone. Okay. So I boldly started up a car valeting company. Which I was terrible. I was terrible. Were you the personal car valeter? Yeah. Really? Yeah. You used to scrub cars? Yeah, literally. I don't see that in you. I can clean cars, but just not very well. Okay. So (laughs) I'd built it up and I managed to get a couple of people to work for me, which is amazing. It's amazing. Um, How old were you at this point? I was 25. Okay. Okay. 25, 25, 26. Sure. So. That was around 2006. 2008, um, I was doing quite well, and then we went into recession, or we was cl- was it close recession? 2008, 2009, something like that. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was still too young to. Pay. I was about four at that point. Uh, okay, so. so most people will remember that it was about two, <laughs> about four. You weren't four. Oh, it wasn't. I was Just because you got no facial hair, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still four. Um, okay, so you went into recession. Yeah, and yeah. Did that hit the car valeting world hard? Yeah. So. I decided that because I had a lot of contacts within the trade, um, I started buying real cheap stuff. I was okay. still I still had the valeting company, sure, and I would knob them up, as in clean them, make okay. them, make them knob nice. them up. That's yeah, the expression, yeah, yeah. is it? And that's I, what you do if you want to clean yeah, a car. You knob them up. N- n- knob it up. So, I think I'm gonna have to bleep that, but please keep going. That, that's not swearing. Yeah, well, it's rude. It's rude. I've knobbed okay. somebody up before and didn't so, go well. Sorry. Yeah. Keep um, going. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and I would double my money on stuff and, okay. I kept, and I kept carrying on I'm talking to 300 so buy something really back. cheap try yeah, and flip yeah, make it make it clean okay. yeah no overheads blah 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 yeah. and then I thought well, I'm actually alright at this I can do this okay. so I sold the valeting company got some money from it not not a huge amount but enough, enough and then went out on my own and it just went from there and so that was the start of gravel wood car sales yeah, 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 was yeah. essentially buying and selling dog poo cars and then it started to become an actual business and yep. the next thing you know you're buying and selling Legit cars, yeah, yeah, and that's brought you to this place here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is, by the way, it's all owned by the banks now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's no longer you. But it's a lot I, of bank credit. When I needed the help ten years ago, they didn't want to know. Okay. They, they don't want to know. But when you when you build yourself up, they then throw money at you. I can only so, imagine. Yeah. Um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as you can imagine, being here in a in a Porsche dealership, there's a lot of noise going on as people come and go. Uh, TGE has just turned up and caused a bit of a, a chaotic scramble at the back. I've seen his grinning face a mile away. I heard him before he actually appeared um, but thank you very much for, for joining us Tom um, 
Now, he hasn't got a beard anymore. He hasn't got a beard. I, uh, that's why I hardly recognised him. He looks a bit like my older brother. Not that I have one. But, uh, <laughs> uh, so, okay, so, so you've now set up this car dealership, Gravelwood Car Sales. You're buying and selling things. Uh, that's got to be a tough job just to sort of fall into like like how how do you get going like where are you buying cars from and we're talking about 500 pound cars or are you out there buying 20 grand cars no yeah so it all goes back from the early days where where this job's all about contacts um i think it's dead if you buy stuff from the auction and you try and sell it it's nearly impossible, I think, to get into the motor trade now as as a dealer. Really? Yeah, because it's so competitive. Even if you're like trying to do like independent dis- uh, consignment, is that right? Like like somebody looking for a specific car, you think that's difficult? It's 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 all difficult. It's just super competitive. The, yeah, yeah, that's it. The okay. internet's made it super competitive. Um, it, it's just not the job it was. Sure. Um, so. I get emails and messages all the time. Tony, how did you start? And yeah. how how do I get into this job? Yeah. If I'm honest, I wouldn't advise it. Really? Honestly, You'd steer now, away from it. Yeah, yeah. I would. I, it's just too competitive. Do you find it's got harder in recent years? Definitely. In the oh, last wow, five okay. years, it's definitely got harder. Just at the time you decided to expand your yeah. <laughs> your showroom yeah, and yeah. build a new showroom. Uh, any of you guys who haven't been down to Gravelwood Car Sales before, uh, whether you're watching, listening, or here in the room, uh, it's an awesome setup. Uh, and when I first went, uh, you got a sort of main unit which always had like your special stuff and then you have a big forecourt with tons and tons of cars um, but you've now grown and expanded into an even bigger shinier unit that you did say was going to take two months to make and ended up taking about six months that was my friend's fault <laughs> it was your friend's yeah. fault but you are now in there we're uh, in and you've got a nice little mezzanine as mezzanine, I discovered it's yeah, called yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if you guys ever want to go down and visit it's down, uh, you're, down all welcome. Toward, you're all welcome to go down towards Kent and uh, bring your credit card bring your, <laughs> bring your credit card um, but in terms of being a young entrepreneur what, I won't call it that, mate. Well, I'm going to call it that. I'm trying to champion you here a okay. bit. Thank you. What What would you see as like the the toughest motivational bit? I've been chatting to a few guys here who like you know I want to try and get involved with the car world a bit more and and, and seeing barriers to entry. But people that don't like working for people that want to be their own bosses, what? How do you take that first leap? How did you end up taking that first step to open the car Valentin business? So I would always the 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 rule of front and the and the tips that I always give myself. Work harder than anyone you know, you'll succeed. And, and so, that, if you're always working harder than the other people, th- yeah, 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 you will you, eventually you, get you've, there. You've, you've, you've got to get there in the end, surely. I well, can, I did. You did. You did, yeah, and yeah. you are now here collecting your brand new GT3 RS. So, what makes you, Tony from Gravelwood, a Porsche man? I've been a Porsche fan for. A very long time, uh, much longer than I've always liked cars. Much like probably most people here, okay. I've liked cars since I was a kid. Uh, uh, well, but I thought you were a Ferrari man, and you're upsetting me a little bit now with this it's, chat. Yeah, but I like Porsche as well. Okay, you can like more than one brand because you were making out like Porsche was your preference. I've got them in the showroom. Okay, so good point. <laughs> <laughs> you're taking delivery of one of their cars. Very good point. You're a little more political than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, uh, and so what was your first ever Porsche? Uh, Porsche. Sorry, all people. It it was a nine nine six. Yeah, with the dodgy front headlights. Carrera two S. Okay. Yeah. Rear wheel drive. Manual. What a baller. Yeah. Uh, oh, manual. manual. Look at yeah, you. Yeah, because you had that'd the, be worth some quid right now. They had the Tiptronic then. Okay, it wasn't decent. Wasn't that good? No, it wasn't. No, no, no. <laughs> Not like the Biddy <laughs> And at that time, either when you were starting, I, you know what. As a bus driver, did you ever think you were going to be at a point in your life where you were taking delivery of one of the first brand new top 
9-11s in the country. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know whether you were serious there. I was looking at you like, wow, you're so of philosophical. Course. You're like Yoda. Of course not. Okay, you have no I'll, idea. But you, did you even dream of it? Because like, I'm sitting here right now. I want to be rich. Like, I, I, I don't know how, and you I, but I want to be Keep rich. working. Well, that's what I'm trying to do. But you But are. did you want to be, like, did you want that success? Were you out there determined and hunting for it? Or did you, you have kind to. Of, so, yeah. So, yeah, you, yeah, you have as to. a bus driver, you're like, this is not my life. I'm not One doing day, this. I'll be in a mansion with cool I want cars. a big house and a nice car, and I'm not going to get it, unfortunately, driving a bus. Fair enough. And I'm not clever. No. <laughs> I can't read. I can't <laughs> I write. Think, I think no, it's true. For first-time listeners and viewers, Tony is not clever. I mean, no. like, I, I would going to be nice there. And, so, if I can do not. it, anyone can do it, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, honestly, it's true. It's true. Um, very soon, we're going to be opening up the podcast for some Q&As or some questions or just some feedback from anyone uh, around us. So, please, if you do have any, try not to be nervous. Uh, get ready. I guess put your hands up and, and shout them out. Um, but, but what I want to tease a little bit first is that after collecting this car we actually have some cool plans ahead we're going somewhere we're mate. going somewhere and i think we've been teasing this for so long we can now finally reveal it to Do all you think it's time today? i think it's time now well yeah chill out okay. uh, <laughs> but yes now um so at the end of this month tony and i are taking this brand new 911 gt3 rs and your mercedes amg gtr to Ireland for a four-day extravaganza with thanks to QuickFit. More details to come on that later. Um, but yes, we're taking these two cars on an epic four-day ex- extravaganza. We're going to try awesome different roads. We're going to be driving the cars back to back. We're going to be comparing them. We're going to be doing podcasts. We're going to be eating cake. We're going to be drinking coffee. I can't wait for this. Yeah, me too. It's going to be awesome. You know, the, the biggest thing that I can't wait for is that what car we're going to be squabbling over because we both like similar cars well we both like similar cars and fundamentally you now own three very similar cars in terms of they're all track focused you've got one front engine in the AMG GTR yeah. one mid engine in terms of the Huracan Performante yeah. and one rear engine in the GT3 RS but they're all track focused they are and how will the front engine and the rear engine compare I'm super intrigued by and me me too um, as well I think for the long motorway slogs I, to get to Ireland, we're going to want the AMG. Yeah. And then on the tight and twisties, we're going to want the RS. Yeah, yeah. And I probably know which way it's going to end up because you're the owner <laughs> of them, so <laughs> I'm not going to have much choice, but I'll blame it on the YouTube. Um, just I'll, I'll give the f- open to the floor quickly now, just in case anyone does have any questions. I can't see behind me. Is anyone, anyone want to ask any questions at this anyone stage? Got any we're going gonna to keep going if no one does. Do I regret getting the Cayman S over the TTRS? I'm pretty sure that's been asked by somebody who owns a TTRS. Yes, it has. Uh, <laughs> what a douchebag. Um, you know what? I, I don't regret getting the Cayman S at all, the 718 Cayman S. It's a fantastically uh, compat- combat- compatible car. The problem is it lacks emotion. It lacks character and emotion. I did tell you that, mate. Yeah, no, I th- but I kind of knew that, and it's all to do with the engine. It's brilliant. It, it's very good at going quick. It's very good at going slow. It's got two boots. It's comfy. Blah, 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 blah. blah. But I could be in anything. I could be in a Golf R. I could be in a blue. So I think the Porsches that I've fallen in love with are the GT car range. Do I regret getting that car over a TTRS? No, because for me, I'd already owned a TT in my life. And I think we did chat about this briefly before. So thank you for trying to publicly troll me. <laughs> but I felt like I'd already had that TT ownership experience. And whilst the RS is arguably an incredibly... Incredible car. I mean, you know, it's an incredible car and as quick as the old R8 and blah, blah, blah. 
it didn't feel different enough to me and I'm all about trying different things yeah yeah um, but, but the Cayman probably won't be a car that I keep for life uh, it will go at some point really yeah, because it's the workhorse. It's the workhorse. So at some point it will go, and I'd love to replace it with another Porsche. You're not lost some money on that car, mate. Cheers, pal. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. Uh, anything else? Anyone else had a... Yes, over here. What was the most difficult thing to choose on the spec of the car? So the most difficult thing to choose on the spec on, of on Tony's spec? Yeah, GT3 RS. The colour. The colour was the most difficult thing for you to choose on this. Because am I right in saying with Porsche GT cars, you don't get a huge option unless you go... Yeah, Porsche, so there's yeah. PT, PTS. P- yeah, but you can't have PTS on GT ah, products in this country. In the UK, no. So you had a f- only a few options. <clears throat> yeah, so the, the, there's obviously an option list, but in terms of exterior paint, there's probably eight or nine colours you can choose from. Okay. Um, there's there's more common ones than other. Um, and I just went with my gut feeling. So fair enough. Well, yeah. you'll you'll be finding out shortly Thank what you. that colour will be. Thank you for the question. I had one over here. Do I miss my 4C or my F-Type? Um, I, I have answered this one a few times in different videos, and I will always say I miss my F-Type more than I miss my unborn child. I, I, that car was so important to me and so special for the de- development of seeing through glass, and I had experiences with it I'd never had before, road trips, um, my first exhaust modification, all these different things that I now look back on so fondly that that car will always be very special. And I think anyone who watches the main channel will know I look 
Not as much. I think what was brilliant about the 4C is it was a baby supercar and it was my first experience of like a really rare, low, wide, mid-engine car. And at that point, it was brilliant. But it was such a sort of a bad car in so many ways that, that I, you know, I should have... Anyway, no, I don't, I don't miss the 4C as much as I miss the F-Type, but I have fond memories of all of my cars. Uh, over here. Ah, can I tell you I ended up meeting David Coulthard in Vietnam? Now, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to talk about this on the record. Uh, <laughs> I, I will use some code wording. Uh, so for those of you that may have missed uh, any recent videos or, or those of you that are just discovering Seen Through Glass or Behind the Glass for the first time, I recently went to Vietnam with Heineken. Uh, so Heineken are big F1 sponsors and they literally sent me this random email saying, Hi, we're going to Vietnam for an F1 demo. Want to come along? I was like, yeah, sounds sick. Um, get there. It's pouring with rain. It's all a bit weird. And after the F1 demonstration, there was a concert by Martin Garrix, who I was like, what? He's not in the Spice Girls. He's a singer. He's a singer. No, he's not. He's a DJ, a disc jockey. Oh, okay, fine. And so he apparently a, he's a really a, big deal. A DJ. He looked like Seb Delaney's cousin. He was about 12 <laughs> years old. Um, and anyway, it was his big gig. So we're all there at this gig. And of course, it being Heineken, plenty of Heinekens were being passed around. Was he drunk? I'm just saying plenty of Heinekens were being passed around. That's all I'm saying. Tony. So you made a fool of yourself. Tony, all I'm saying is plenty of Heinekens were being passed around. So we're at this gig and suddenly David Coulthard's like next to us in, in the section and we had all met him during the F1 demo. Now David Coulthard obviously is there working and he's in his Red Bull suit and I think he's on like a natural high of the fact that everyone there thought he was Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, Did they? Being a Formula One driver in Vietnam. Like everyone... <laughs> like, like people were going out and the guy was like literally I think he hadn't had much as much attention in his whole life so he was loving it and he was in really good spirits and he was pouring with sweat like Vietnam was like 36 degrees and 100% humidity everyone was pouring with sweat and so he decided to wipe his hand on his sweaty face and then wipe his sweaty hand on my friend's face and then on my face. I thought he was giving you a cuddle. I wish he was giving me a cuddle. I would have been so happy. <laughs> um, and they, this photographer got this amazing shot of my friend, Patrick, who's a fantastic wildlife presenter, looking like he's crying, but actually just being disgusted that he's got Coulthard's sweat on his face. And me quite happy that I've got Coulthard's sweat on my face. If you don't know, I'm a big F1 fan. And I was actually secretly like, oh, this is amazing. I'm never probably washing. probably still got it on there now. I, I, I literally haven't washed my face no, since. No. Um, I'm going to clone him at some point and just <laughs> cuddle him in bed. Um, oh. So yeah, so it was a great moment and he was a very cool guy and he was having a lot of fun and it was just a very weird experience. I have no idea if anyone in this room, anyone watching or listening has been to Vietnam. It's a wacky place um, with a lot of history and culture and seeing Formula One cars and supercars there and David Coulthard was just awesome. So, a lot of bikes though. A lot of bikes. We've got any bikers in the room? Any bikers in the room? No, we're at a car. Oh, there's one biker. Get out. Get out, two wheels. No, I'm joking. <laughs> You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> but I do find like bike guys and car guys don't cross over yeah, yeah. too much. Um, anyone else had a specific question? Sorry, wait. I'm going to go behind me because I can't see behind me. I'll come back to you. Tony. Yes. Okay, so the question was, Tony, you've got an AMG GTR, Huracan Performance in a GT3 OS. <laughs> You're a baller. What is your daily? So uh, I've got McCann GTS. <laughs> always, the always with the GT the family wagon. Okay. And I drive an Amarok pickup truck. You do? That's your Don't least you? baller car. That's my 
work truck. There's been a few occasions where I've invited you somewhere and you've turned up in the white gravelwood branded Amarok and I've been heavily disappointed. Why? Well, it's just not you. I feel like you're now like, you're, you're this character, aren't you? That you've got all these wacky cool cars and you're Tony and you wear tracksuits and stuff and then you, pick, you turn up on a white I've pickup. I've worn a tracksuit once and they're back in fashion. <laughs> Who here is disappointed that Tony's not wearing a full-on tracksuit today? Uh, like, yeah. It was on the dress code, mate. Well, why didn't you wear it Because then? I texted you this morning <laughs> saying, are you wearing a tracksuit? You went, no, nah, man, I'm going to football. But no one's, yeah, I am. I'm going to be cold. I'm going yeah. to Spurs. Any Spurs fans in here? Any Tottenham fans? Yes, come on up the Spurs. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, yes, this man. What are your thoughts on the Cullinan now that it's released? What are our thoughts on the Cullinan? I, I know what is going to say. Can I get my words in first before you ruin it? <laughs> I think the Cullinan, uh, I don't think it looks good. Uh, I think it's... Every single car manufacturer in the world now is having to make SUVs. It's just going to happen. Like electric, we just have to accept whoever they are, they're going to make SUVs. And for, I think, Rolls-Royce to do it, it will be a fantastic car, as all Rolls-Royces are. It's not a car I'm ever going to buy in my life or even consider buying, so it kind of goes a bit over my head. Um, If I'm honest, the latest generation Phantom, the Phantom 8, whilst it was impressive... Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's really quiet and it's really smooth, but again, I was just like, because uh, I like to drive. I, I don't like to be in the back, and the Phantom 8 is all about being in the back, and I wonder whether the Cullinan will be the it's same. It's exactly the same, that's what it's for. Do you want to add any more words of criticism around that car? I, I do not want to say anything because I don't want to be derogatory towards the brand, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Okay, okay. And well, I don't want to swear because there's children here. Perfect, thank you so much. Yes, this man over here. So the question is, I posted a picture on Twitter of a Triumph TR6, a resto mod. Tony wouldn't have seen this because he's crap on Twitter. Um, and the question is, does that I've mean they're... I've got 3,000 followers, mate. Oh, here he is. Hey! Um, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> is the hunt for a classic back on? Um, the hunt for the classic has never gone away. It's just on the shelf. You've um, got a classic car. The Ferrari. <laughs> it's a modern classic, you dick. Do. Um, does it start still? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> I ran out of money was the big part of it because I spent all my money repairing my 360 um, but I still want to do it I desperately still want a classic and I would love to do a classic project I, I, I'm, I do feel like the 360 has taken that space a bit of having a car that doesn't always work um, uh, you know and is a bit older so now I would like to get something and really do it up and so this TR6 was like just really cool I had like flared wheel arches it was kind of low it had a big engine in it and that's what I would like to do so uh, probably so it was a tuned Resto mod, so um, uh, a modified restoration. Like, remember in America. What is wrong with you? What do you mean, what's wrong with me? Like, see. That's such a cool in, idea. Have you turned into an older Paul Wallace or something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a supercharger Triumph. Oh, is that twin, what he said? Twin turbo it, son. Twin turbo it. That's my awful impression of Paul Wallace. Um, so, no, I haven't turned into Paul Wallace, but this is what I discovered in America and I was trying to talk to you about. And whoever's got the beautiful Ford Mustang outside, thank you for bringing it and proving Tony wrong that people are buying American cars in Europe. Well, there's anyway. one here. Yes, there's one. Good man. What a lad. Um, so, so... I think that what I saw in America was people taking these restorations and then modifying them to improve them like a singer. A 911 inspired or reimagined by singer is a resto mod. So it doesn't have to be but supercharged. But that's a modern car a... underneath. Nah, bruv. Nah. No. It's not. It's a, it's a classic car that they've improved all the elements. It okay, still fine. looks in period, but it's got better brakes, better wheels, better suspension, blah, 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 blah. So that's what I would like to do. Take a crappy old car and improve certain elements so that it is a better all-rounded package. I don't want to twin-turbo it, but 
and ruin it. Ah, uh, yeah. If you twin turbo a car, you ruin it. That's yeah, fact, yeah, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I hope Paul's listening. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyone else? Any? Uh, yes. This one. Is that aimed towards me? I was hoping that was aimed towards Tony. <laughs> the, the question was. Oh, hold on a sec. Uh, sorry, we had a technical issue there. Um, the question was, uh, what car am I going to get next? Um, as I said, I was hoping this was aimed for. T- I'm actually going to ask Tony this as well. Uh, I, I hate to disappoint people, but the 360 will not be going anywhere anytime soon. I'm keeping that car for a pretty long time. Um, well, you've got to, mate, because no one will want it. I hate, I hate <laughs> you so much. I hate you so much. You have got that car, hey, mate. that forever. car is a future <laughs> classic with a lot of investment opportunities um, <laughs> when it turns on. Uh, the Cayman will be replaced at some point. Um, I would love to replace it with another Porsche, uh, whether that's a 911 GTS or the incoming GT4 would be incredible. Um, but I, I would like to stick within the Porsche family. But there's a few other cars that I like. Um, I'm really tempted by an SUV. F-Pace SVR I'm like salivating over every single day um, we'll see but yeah at some point probably September October time because that will be the one year mark I will look to replace the Cayman I don't know what it will be uh, if I win the lottery I will be buying an 812 Superfast Tony what are you buying next? well I would like to buy another Ferrari but Ferrari you won't just sold yours you traitor yeah but Ferrari won't sell me the Ferrari that I want so that's it so what Ferrari do you want? Uh, pista. Oh, the pista. Obviously, the forty-third pista. But I'm not allowed one, so that's. They'd that. sell you a speciale. Yeah, but I don't want a speciale. Why not? Because I got a performance. It's better. Shut up. Yes, better car. Ever since I've known you, you've said that the speciale is your favourite car in the world. It is my favourite. And car. And now you don't want it because you have got a hurricane. S- yeah, because what has happened to you, mate? I've said this before. At pound for pound, I'm going to get a three-year-old speciale and pay fifty grand more for the equivalent equivalent poor. Hurricane that I've got And it's a better car It's a Lamborghini So it's a good car It's a Lamborghini Yeah but it is a good car oh, And traitor. I don't like as Lamborghini As much as you do But it is a very good car Okay so you've now Traded places with Paul Wallace Like I had before um, <laughs> And uh, and so If you're not getting the Pista What would you be Interested in getting I might get another Lamborghini we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take. I'm going to take one or two more questions, and then we're going to do the big reveal. Yes, the biker. One brand of car to fill the garage. Should we say it at the same time? One, two, three. Ferrari. <laughs> Mate, what are you doing? Mate, Ferrari. Ferrari. Yeah, but they do like three different cars. That's it. No, Porsche, they, you can have a McLaren. Uh, uh, they do four. They do four, and they're bringing out a SUV type thing. Yeah, but the range is bigger in Porsche, so you'd have you'd have to fill your garage. You'd have Porsche because it serves too many different purposes. Now I understand you why you're collecting one of the first GT3 RSs in the country. Here he is on message. <laughs> uh, uh, one, one more question. Anyone behind? So yes. Dream two-car garage. I will go first with uh, the Ferrari 360 Challenge <laughs> Um And number two, th- this is uh, uh, if it's a dream two-car. I don't know, like a LaFerrari Aperta. Why not? It's going to be two Ferraris. I don't know what the second one would be. I'm assuming that I don't need to care about having any other kind of life. It's just my dream two-car garage. So yeah, LaFerrari Aperta and Challenge Stradale. I'm an idiot, aren't I? Anyway, Tony, please. Tish McCann and <laughs> GT3 RS no <laughs> uh, TDF 
F12 GDF. Oh, okay, go on. Good and GT2 RS. TDF and G. <laughs> We've got solo applause from the GT2 RS owner, probably. <laughs> there is a stunning GT2 RS pool, uh, parked outside. Um, I think people have agreed that that is. That's a, now, though. That's like, now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It changes every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Who in this room does not change their mind on what their dream two car garage would be every single day, if not every single hour? I don't think two's enough. I think you've got to be at least three. Well, I met Damien from Car Guys the other day, who's got 60,000 cars, and he's like, oh, yeah, I still play Dream 5 car garage. I'm like, not fair. Yeah, you get out. Five. Get out of yeah, the special yeah. party you're driving me in. Um, we've oh, we got an FF turning up. We got whips. Whips arriving and whips leaving. Um, okay, we're gonna do. Actually, I just looked at the time. We're gonna do one more question. Was there one? When will the driver wear the new GT3? Ah, when will the driver It's like I've employed you. That's a perfect segue. When will the driver wear of your GT3 OSB? I'm gonna jump in here and ruin everyone's day. You're not actually driving it away today, are you? Nope. Because you're a douche and you didn't get your timing sorted. We are about to do the grand unveiling, and that was the next thing we're going to move on to. But the car's not been PPF'd yet, has it? No. What a loser. So the next or the first time you're going to see at least footage on scene through glass of the car moving will be the island trip, which I say is coming at the end of May um, with the two cars. Uh, but I think without further ado, we might as well finally reveal yeah. the car. Let's do it. Um, are you doing the honors? Ready? Are you Already? doing the honors? Okay, ladies and gentlemen, for anyone that hasn't been listening to the podcast, we are now going to be doing the reveal of Tony's GT3 RS. Uh, we are in the corner of the room. Um, is this us or we... Uh, wait a minute as well. I think we had a very glamorous assistant, didn't we? Can I, yeah. Oh, do, yeah. Do we have a glamorous assistant to help with the... Phoebe. Phoebe, can, we, can you come to the front? Phoebe, paging Phoebe for assistance in removing the cover of the GT3 RS. Yeah, give us two seconds. Two seconds to find Phoebe. Um, so let's build some hype, Tony. Can we, can we say as well... That I have seen this car. Yes, so just to be clear, because um, it's now 12.41 and a lot of people might have figured this out. We did actually come and film the collection video of this car earlier in the week because we wanted to focus today on the podcast and meeting all of you. Um, so it is online now on the main channel, seenthroughglass.com. No, youtube.com forward slash seenthroughglass. <laughs> um, and you can check out our collection day video, but you are all now going to see the spec uh, in person. And are you pleased, Tony, to build some more hype whilst we wait for the glamorous Phoebe? Do you know what, as well? I'd all like to. I'd like to say a big thank you to everyone that's come as well. That's a very it's good point. You're really, far more professional really, than me. Of, of course. Thank you. Um, it's really, really good of you to all come. Um, the reason why we opened it up to everyone really is because it's one of two or three first delivery yeah. GT3 RS. You've been incredibly lucky there. Yeah, and I thought it'd be nice to share it with everyone. So thanks. Really appreciate everyone that's come. Thank you so much for all of you that have come. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribing for future episodes. Um, if you want to check out Porsche Center Guildford, there will be a link below. If you want to follow Tony, there'll be a link below. If you're listening to us, thank you for bearing with us on this first ever uh, live audience podcast that we've recorded. I hope the audio... Oh! There's an M3 giving it some. Go on, lad. Um, uh, yeah, I hope you've bared with us with this uh, sort of first trial. I hope the audio has been okay. Well, I think it went well. Oh, I'm so glad you did. Yeah. Um, have we lost Phoebe and should we just rip the cover off ourselves? Yeah. Oh, no. Phoebe's here. Yeah. Let's go. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Do it.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.